Good morning. Good morning. We are live on the Football Card Quest Friday morning live question and answer live stream, guys. Did you guys enjoy that game tonight? Last night, uh, another dominant performance from Nick Chubb and the Cleveland Browns run game. And what a crazy catch from George Pickens, man. So we're going to talk a little bit about game analysis. I've got a couple guys that you guys need to sell this week. I'm going to share with you guys in this live stream five guys that you need to sell this week. And um, amongst other things, uh, I got a question here from Billy. He wants me to explain the difference between FOTL boxes or first off the line boxes and regular boxes. So we're going to talk about that. I've got a question here about kickers. So we're going to do a little bit of kicker research uh, later on in the live stream. And uh, I'm going to be looking at a little bit of difference between PSA and SGC and BGS grading the value differences there because I've got some interesting insight for you guys. And then and, and then also in terms of, of what to do when a player gets injured, we, we've touched on that. I want to circle back on that. I've got a question here from our guy, Ross Boss. Uh, and guys, any questions you have, you want to throw them in the chat. You're just joining in. All things football cards all day. That's what we do here, man. So hit that like button. Uh, drop your question in the chat, and we will dig into it live for you here this morning, folks. What is going on? Let's play. Let's 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 cue the uh, the little intro to wake you guys up. <laughs> Since I didn't run a countdown this morning to uh, wake you guys up, I just it was nine o'clock, man. I try not to be late to my own live stream. Wanted to get get right in here, man. Uh, so, you know, let me go ahead and share my screen. I want to talk about first the differences between first off the line boxes and regular boxes. This is actually a regular hobby box. A little public service announcement: Panini Elements being released in five days, two hours, fifty six minutes, and uh, fifty. Five seconds and the countdown continues. What's going on, Derek? How you doing, man? So if we look at the, um, well, let's just go. I, you know, and I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the, uh, the Panini website here. Um, I, I like to use either blowout cards or Steel City collectibles cards to get to look at to find what I'm looking for, right? So if you're looking for uh, the difference between what first off the line boxes so you can he see here the Chronicles first off the line boxes 224 95 and the uh, Chronicles draft picks regular hobby boxes 159.95 and all the first off the line is it's it's a product variation from Panini that typically offers exclusive parallels. Uh, they go under the selling point that it's first of the boxes to be produced and sold. So it comes out before the regular uh, hobby box. And so when I say product variation, um, I'm not referring to that. It's a, it's its own card brand per se. It's more of an offshoot or a spinoff of, of the main hobby box release that typically has like, you know, a, a no huddle disco or a specific shimmer card. So if we look at the first off the line, Look, first off the line exclusive, one cracked ice parallel in every first off the line box. So that's the the little benefit of getting the first off the line Chronicles box over the regular hobby box. So it's, there's always just something extra or different that they include in a first off the line box that they don't in the normal hobby box. And it also gets released a little bit earlier. Uh, and so they do this with a lot of the the major brands. Uh, one, the first guy I wanted to, uh, to talk to you guys about selling is Mitchell Trubisky. Sell this guy's cards, guys. If you guys haven't sold this guy's cards yet, go ahead and sell them. Uh, I'm telling you. And, and okay, last night he had more time in the pocket. He's bad, man. Uh, it's only a matter of time before they put Kenny Pickett out there. I do not think that they're going to actually give this guy an entire season. That would be crazy, man. Once again, very subpar performance out of 81 QBR last night. You see what George Pickens has got to do to catch the dang ball from Trubisky. He's got to lay out 
one-handed. You see Deontay Johnson out there wide open, throwing his hands up. But what the heck, Trubisky? You can see how low his cards are going now. These cards were uh, over $100, a prime example of some auctions I saw end last night right here on the screen. And they've just gotten... They've gotten to the point where they're going to probably go even lower just because if he continues to be the Steelers' starting quarterback and uh, T.J. Watt not in there, so their defense also taking a hit, man, his 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 stock is going to continue to fall, okay? And so I would liquidate get out while you can of Trubisky because after this, it's backup, uh, backup clipboard-holding career for Trubisky for, uh, <laughs> For the rest of his time in the NFL, just really, really bad. I'm, I'll even uh, share with you guys. Like, let me let me see something real quick because this is he's the first guy that I I, I really think you guys need to sell right now, right? Okay, uh, let's look through through the first two games, not including the the this third game played last night where. His completion accuracy was just over 50%, uh, right around 60, uh, not great, 59.2 through the first two games. Uh, let's look at what what let's look at what he's high right now in the, in the NFL. Interceptable passes, ranked number 12th amongst quarterbacks. All right. Um <laughs> Uh, his completion percentage, number 28 in the NFL amongst quarterbacks, uh, is actually his pressured completion percentage is number 14th uh, through two games. Deep ball, number 18th, 36.4%. Clean pocket, number 26th in the NFL. Overall, his quarterback rating through two games, not including last night where he had a number 80, so it's not we had an 80 QBR, is not going to help him out is number 24th amongst quarterbacks, and then true passer rating, number 27th amongst quarterbacks. So get out while you can. The other guy I think you should sell now and to potentially buy back in later in November because for for, for his age, uh, or I should say for his draft year, he is old. Um, but he, I mean, for a running back, he's still young, right? 24 and a half years old. So you still have a, a few years before you get to – his age apex, you know, according to analytics, when they start to fall off in production around that 27, 28, which really it's a carry marker of about 1,500 carries. So, but a big age difference, right? You look at Javante Williams, Najee Harris, both drafted the same draft class, but uh, Javante's two years younger. He's only 22 and a half. Najee is 24 and a half. And right now you can see like there's a, still a ton of transactions on a lot of Najee's uh, base cards. And if I were to actually filter down by some of the nicer stuff, I would say that, you know, they still go for a pretty penny, a, a rookie ticket auto. Uh, this is the short print variation, but for $132.50 in a nine format, uh, contenders rookie ticket auto numbered out of 49 for somewhere around $200, like even college uniform cards, uh, because he went to Alabama, man. These cards are still fetching a pretty penny, even even a non-game used plain color patch card for you know over sixty dollars. This horizontal format, so you can see the the demand here for Najee Harris cards are still very high. But as the Steelers continue to lose games, that the offensive line had a decent game, but you can see even even uh, Jalen Warren looked pretty good last night on a, on a couple plays, and uh, man. Just very concerned about the the efficiency. Like if you look at his yards per touch so far this this season through two games, is ranked 50th among running backs with 3.6. His true yards per carry at 2.9 yards per carry, ranked 58th amongst running backs. So once again, he's getting the opportunity, but his efficiency is is definitely struggling. If you look at expected points added or his EPA. Um, that's a number 103, 103rd in the NFL uh, amongst running backs. Just absolutely terrible. Even his yards created per touch. So yards created, talking about yards earn, earned after contact, number 24th. Uh, so, yeah, of course, his run blocking rating is bad, 55th. But, um, you know, and, and the game script is not always is great actually through two games their game script is slightly positive 12th best in in the nfl so 
still the the efficiency is ter terrible. And and what I recommend is selling him now to potentially buy back in later in the season. Uh, you know that that is a very good strategy. Now a guy that you just can't buy right now because his card prices continue to climb, especially after that crazy one handed catch he had last night is George Pickens. You can see the pen pals now going for a hundred dollars. Not the pen pals. This is the passport. This is the passport guy uh, from Prestige now going for $94, $100, which is twice as much as like a Jahan Dotson and some other first round, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. You can see there's a there's the pen pals right there, black uh, black ink going for 74 Still a lot of money, like even a uh, college uniform, Chronicles Optic rated rookie going for 1650 last night so if you had auctions ending last night uh, for george pickens he's the one bright spot right now on the the steelers offense besides of course deontay johnson and and obviously Najee harris is good uh they just is in a bad situation man and uh it's it's not a, a great outlook i just sell his cards now while they're still really hyped up and then you can buy back in later in the season when when pittsburgh is just below 500 win loss record um shout out to our guy david hunter in the chat and and uh what's going on wi broncos i see you ch good morning what's up going on 402 how you been man uh congrats on firing scott frost i i uh i saw the positive news there coming from uh university of nebraska uh let's see <laughs> Let's see. All right. I starred your comment, 402. I'm going to get to that in just a second. What's going on? We've got the car dojo in the house, man. Car dojo in the house. Good to see you, bro. The Chiefs are on top, back on top. So Amari Cooper, another solid uh, game here from Jacoby Brissett. And Amari Cooper is one of those guys that's, you know, a lot of draft capital from 2015, but he's older. He's been on a few teams now. He's not ever really had a true breakout season. He's not one of those guys that that people get super excited about. And I would think that, yeah, you may be able to sell his card after last night. Maybe he continues to pick up some some hype. But is he really? He's he's 28 and a half years old now he's, he's going into his what seventh year and and we really the best season that we've seen from him is you know i mean are you could you could say like maybe 2020 was decent 2019 1100 almost 1200 receiving yards but nothing uh true breakout breakout potential probably 2019 was his was his best year and, uh, you know, last year, 865. And I just don't think he's a guy that people get super excited about. I don't think he's getting a ton of hype right now. Of course, uh, most popular card that has the most transactions is the Topps Chrome. And you can see 15 sales in the past year on that card. Obviously, not a not a high pop. If we go back to it, you can see the pop's only 288, but still a PSA 10. That's only $25 card. And I actually like looked at his recently sold transaction, like Silver Prism, which is a card for Stefan Diggs now that is going for $100. Stefan Diggs base Prism cards right now are selling for $20. Now that is a guy with some serious hype, but being able to get uh, Amari Cooper's for less than half of that, I think you just kind of have to hold, like you could look like base Prism Amari Cooper's raw. You can get those for uh, just a dollar, you know, and, and the Silver Prisms you're getting for 15. So Honestly, he's he's a hold. You're holding Amari Cooper, hoping that the Browns have a good record. When Deshaun Watson comes back in week 13, then all of a sudden he can take that passing game to the next level and and really exploit more of that value from Amari Cooper. And also Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Njoku had, a, had a, a team high, nine targets last night or nine receptions. So uh, David Njoku had a very solid game last night. And, and Jacoby Brissett's a fine game manager. He's, he's a 2016 rookie that... Uh, not a lot of people are getting excited about either. You know, really, the focal point of that that offense from an investment perspective, guy that's high on the hype index right now, is Nick Chubb. This is the man. You know, look at the look at the Prism PSA ten, one hundred and five dollars. I want to though talk like some of Nick Chubb's more rare stuff, like autograph stuff, like even a card from Limited that's lesser desirable, but it's got a rookie card shield, a dual color patch, an on card autograph, numbered out of seventy five. $120 or 
Or what about a uh, rookie ticket auto out of 99 for 160? There's an optic hollow for 25. Very good, very comparable to what Saquon Barkley's been going at throughout the week. And 2018 draft class, it's easy to compare these guys. So I've actually pulled up a chart here between Nick Chubb, Saquon, DJ Moore, and Cortland Sutton. And DJ Moore has really fallen off. What's interesting is DJ Moore also only has a uh, only has a pop of 36 on his Prism PSA 10. Very low pop. Uh, Corlin Sutton only a pop of 69. And DJ Moore is right now a buy low candidate. Baker Mayfield not having a good start to his career resurrection in uh, in Carolina. So if you if you can get dude, honestly, if you can break even on Baker, I'm gonna say sell him as well. That's another guy that I am willing at this point to cut my losses, break even, and get out of those cards because he's another guy that's becoming more and more apparent that they are just destined to be clipboard holders and backup quarterbacks <laughs> um, as their as their career continues to unfold and develop in the NFL. But you can see here the real competition is between Saquon and Nick Chubb. Obviously, a DJ Moore is a buy low. Cortland Sutton getting a dominant amount of, of targets and uh, route participation share for the Broncos. And, and part of that is because Jerry Judy was hurt last week. So he's still day to day with like a chest shoulder deal. So that definitely adds to it. And man, I really, really hope for Broncos, shout out to Broncos 05 out there. I really hope that Nathaniel Hackett can get his head out of his, you know what, because I mean, the coaching decisions just have been terrible on Denver and uh, I will I will talk a little bit about the game theory for the Denver Broncos this weekend because uh, it, it's it's important to look at that. And I've got a new resource that I'm looking at in depth game theory. And so I want to talk about my favorite game of the week. And ult ultimately, I know I'm getting off to a little tangy here, but ultimately, like if you guys have noticed now through two weeks, what we're looking to do. Very similar to what you're looking to do in a, a GPP on DraftKings, right? A guaranteed prize pool, a big tournament with hundreds of thousands of people. Think about all the people that are in the hobby now. You know, there's there's definitely over 100,000 people. There's definitely a lot of people. I wouldn't say there's that many people investing in buying skill position player cards on a weekly basis, but it's definitely in the thousands, probably tens of thousands, right? And so what you're looking to do is find the guy that makes all the headlines on Sunday. That's also the guy that's winning you that GPP or, or at least helping you put up those the 200-plus points. Like last weekend, I had Jared Goff, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, and then I brought it back. I had Christian Kirk. I had the Bucks defense, you know, and I ended up putting up 215 points. Well, at the same time, if I had any of those guys' cards, especially Amon Ross St. Brown, I was making money. You know, I was selling those cards for a nice profit. People were buying them impulsively, just trying to get uh, pieces of whatever was in the market for Amon Ross St. Brown. You can count up the hundreds of sold transactions. So, you know, it's kind of the same thing that we see after like last night's game. Again, Nick Chubb, it wasn't anything crazy, but just once again, very dominant. He was highlighted several times throughout that game in terms of being the focal point and the bright spot. Uh, so, and you look, there's a big opportunity for raw Nick Chubb cards to be graded because the population is still only a third of what uh, Saquon's is. And Saquon's still in the lead here after the way he started his season. And the Giants are 2-0 and as well, man. So got off to a little bit better start than the Browns, who are now 2-1, and but still uh, very solid uh, so far start for, for Cleveland here. But the Saquon's at $100. The Nick Chubb pr Prism PSA 10, $69. So definitely probably some more room to go up. And you can see the latest transaction on his Prism PSA 10 from this morning. Buy it now for 105. So all of a sudden, Nick Chubb is going to be shooting up to what the, the values are for Saquon. And, and the prices are, uh, they're definitely climbing for him, man. He's a, a very desirable guy. Check that out. I got to, I want to change my change my uh, little background here so I got the card wire background man there we go this is just a standard one I gotta create a new uh, a specific one for Friday morning if you guys <laughs> Alex says Baker can be good once he figures out McCaffrey is on his team yeah dude 
Uh, that's that's a good point, man. That's a very good point. The usage for McCaffrey has not been good either. McCaffrey has not been off to a good start. But uh, even so, looking at if efficiency for Baker Mayfield, I mean, he is just outside of completing some good deep ball passes to Robbie Anderson. I mean, just number 30th in true completion percentage, number 21st in pressured completion percentage. And he never has done well at pressure number 26 at play action and play action was something that he did good at um in in 2020 with the browns and he's not he's not have doing well here number 24th amongst quarterbacks in red zone completion percentage and number 32 last in the league amongst quarterbacks in clean pocket completion percentage not good not good at all run (laughs) run so let me see. I had the comment here. Yeah, stay healthy, Saquon. Uh, Broncos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Congrats, Boyle, too. Broncos said uh, more QBs are ruined than made. Y'all think Tomlinson is waiting because the O line is rough? I I just think you know Tomlinson is is very old school about this kind of stuff and. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm sure there's an element of not wanting to throw the rookie to the wolves, but at the same time, how much pressure are they going to be able to take from Pittsburgh media, Pittsburgh fan base? And <laughs> this is a great bet we should be taking. Uh, uh, <laughs> what crappy quarterback the Panthers trade for next year at overpay and so 402 said, how far do you see Trey Lance falling in terms of price and follow-up? Do you feel he's worth buying at the floor? Yeah, so touched on this with Carter and uh, with Steve on Tuesday night. Um, I do feel that, I mean, you can look and see what he's already already fallen to. And this is, I saw a comment uh, from somebody about, like, dude, I have, I am obviously not trying to pump his card. There is nothing I could do or say to possibly pump his cards up right now. And I'm not absolutely not advocating buying his cards at the present moment. The, what I'm, what I said uh, yesterday with Carter is that because I've already bought some of his cards, because I've already spent about $200 on Trey Lance cards. Now that he's hurt and now that his card values are going down even more, it makes sense to buy more. Um, so if you've already bought some and you want what you want to do is level out what you've paid for those cards, they're already down to 36. So this is already half of what I paid for it. So now all of a sudden, if I've spent 70 and on uh, Optic Hollow and now I buy another one for 36 and that equals 100, now I paid $50 a piece. If I buy another one, I bring that average down to 40. If I buy another one, I bring that average down to 30. If I buy another one, I bring that average down to 25 and so forth and so on. So to, to where, yeah, maybe I have more volume. And this is a personal decision on me. Anything that we say here is not financial advice, guys. Make sure that you're just playing with disposable income because players do get hurt. Happens in fantasy football. I hope that you're not using your, uh, your 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 rent or your grocery money on fantasy football or daily fantasy sports or betting on on football games anything like that uh, if you are then then stop don't do that man save up your money get some get some little side money and and use that and dabble in it but what I'm saying is that if you've already invested in this guy on the hype, uh, and it obviously hasn't panned out. Now he's injured. He's out for the season. He's going to be back. There's going to be hype again. So bring your average per card price down. Like, yeah, no, it's not going to be super fun for me, but I am going to do it to bring my average investment per card price down. And then and then I can sell that $70 Optic Hollow for $50 next August heading into the season and I, I technically have sold that specific card for a loss, but overall, if I sell all five of the Optic Hollows at $50, I've now made a profit and I've recouped everything that I lost and plus made a profit. So you see, if I just hold the two cards that I bought at 70 per and don't buy any more, it's going to be very hard for me to make a profit on those two cards come next hype cycle next August. It's going to be very hard. 
because they're going to get back to that, but they're not going to exceed that unless he actually goes out and exceeds expectation, actually turns into what we thought he could be based on his rushing and his arm upside um, in, in a Kyle Shanahan type of system. So that's all we were trying to explain. And, um, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do all, dude. Uh, let me star this comment up. Cause I, I love trying to buy some Joe Burrow right now. I kind of secretly am happy that they've got up to such a rocky start. Uh, Oh, game theory, dude. I love it. So this is one of my most exciting games. I'm hoping that the Jags will finally utilize Travis Etienne the way we've been hoping that they do. But James, at this point, James Robinson has been asserting his, his dominance, has been earning those carries. So in terms of game theory, my favorite resource right now, shout out to One Week Season. Uh, these guys do an incredible deep dive on game theory. And so when I look at the... The Jaguars at the Chargers, the current over-under is 47. So they go through the, the overview. They go through how each team is going to try and win based on previous like coaching analysis. So it's it's, it's important to uh, – they look at a lot of statistics and analytics around what the coaches have done thus far and how they are likely to uh, adapt their game plan. So the likeliest game flow for this game is that the Chargers are clearly the superior on paper team and most likely to control the game with their extra rest, home game, and lack of travel and great matchup for their uh, for their greatest strength. The biggest threat to the game flow and tempo of this game is the health of Justin Herbert, uh, which makes sense. Cracked rib cartilage. We don't know really. I think he's likely to play, but. At what, uh, at what capacity is he going to play? And their week two loss to the Chief, Herbert suffered a fractured rib cartilage. He did re-enter the game and uh, made some huge plays down the stretch, uh, but he also was in a lot of pain. Uh, and just to point out that touchdown at the end there was to Josh Palmer. There's, there's Josh Palmer. Uh, he did. Um, he will certainly play in this game, but his, his, his play could affect it. So, this is a this is an otherwise outstanding setup for the Chargers offense. That that is the biggest concern um, about this game's potential for a high scoring affair. The Jaguars' offense will need to prove itself as capable against a high level defense in this game is to truly have an increased tempo and play volume. The Chargers' front four is outstanding in getting pressure on the quarterback without the assistance of blitzes. They rank sixth in Pro Football Focus pass rush grade while only blitzing on twenty percent of plays. You can thank Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack for that, uh, two of the most hyped defensive players in the league right now. If the Chargers defense is able to dominate the game and keep the Jaguars from putting together drives, L.A. will likely take their foot off the gas earlier than usual to keep Justin Herbert from making from taking unnecessary hits. So uh, that's the likeliest of game flow is uh, for the Chargers to control that over – the um the Jags but you know if the Jags find a way to put drives together we talk about the usage of Travis Etienne Christian Kirk Zay Jones if they can find a way to put games together uh Trevor Lawrence last week had a much better game than he did in week one Trevor Lawrence uh, actually pretty solid performance last week well uh, so far this year a 68.1 completion percentage not bad man uh, currently, right now, he ranks number eight in, in red zone attempts. And I look at his efficiency. He's actually the fourth best quarterback right now in the league in terms of play action completion percentage. So it's important that they do establish the run with either James Robinson or Travis Etienne. And right now, James Robinson is, is uh, earning those, demanding those carries, man, based on his efficiency. But uh, look at Trevor Lawrence's true completion percentage through two weeks, man. Number ninth amongst quarterbacks in the NFL. So number 11th in clean pocket. He's not going to get very many clean pocket completions in this game. And that's the thing. So if you look at his pressured completion percentage right now, he's ranked number 28 amongst quarterbacks in the NFL with only a 30% pressured completion percentage. So that's why the game theory, the, the game plan for the Chargers is going to be to bring that heat. And you got two of the best edge rushers in the league. Uh, and then they bring that young linebacker 
you know, uh, up the middle, uh, man, dude, they can get pressure on a quarterback so quick. Uh, so I would expect, you know, let's some turnovers in this game. So the Chargers to put a lot of pressure on on, on Trevor Lawrence and uh, try and create some turnovers and try and create uh, dominate that uh, time of possession, that game flow. So it could be another big Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly type game here. I want to look at uh, Joe Burr. I saw the the comment here for uh, – I'll star your comment up. Alex, uh, yeah, man, appreciate – yeah, man. Got, the kids got this for me, the rad dad. <laughs> Don't say that to Messiah. Uh, thoughts on Burrow. Let's see where Burrow's currently at, man. Super rocky start. Joe Burrow's super rocky start here. Let's pull Joe Burrow's cards up on the screen because I do want to buy uh, some some Joe Burrow's. Do want to buy? Let's go back to this. Let's do a uh, 2020. Love to look at the um, the Optic Hollow as as kind of like a base barometer. It's super popular from the polls that I've been taking in the community. Man, Lou, look at this. This is down. You know, this was a $250 card raw. About neck and neck with Justin Herbert before the season. These are now down to 130. Uh, if we come over here to keep them and we do a compare, I've got a chart already put together uh, for the Prism PSA 10 uh, for these five guys. So you can see the the climb there. So if you can see on the right here, you see that pink and purple line. That's Jalen Hurts and Tua. So guys, based on this ascension. I I I would rather hold Jalen Hurts uh, based on the strength of schedule. If you look at the upcoming schedule, the Eagles have the Commanders this week, and okay, so another favorable win matchup for them. They could go three and zero, and Jalen Hurts' cards could continue to climb. Uh, you look at we'll look at his efficiency numbers here in a second. This green line is Joe Burrow, so he's a buy the dip guy right now. Look at that man. Jalen Hurts is two of his cards may these these lines may intersect here for uh for Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts and Tua. And I never thought I'd see this happen, but I'm so proud of Jalen Hurts and taking uh that step forward. Joe Burrow is a buy on on the dip right now. I do think that they'll get it together. They'll figure out how to um how to protect Joe Burrow from interior offensive line pressure. And they've got, they've got to get it figured out, man. They've got to get it figured out. I think they will. Uh, so I, I'm giving them time. I'm giving them definitely a a longer leash. And I I definitely like investing in uh, a nice dip here on Joe Burrow. If there's some way that they go uh, 0-3 here, they play the Jets this weekend, dude. If they lose this game against the Jets, oh, my God, dude, we're going to see – we're going to see his cards continue to fall quite quite a bit. They're going to continue to fall, man, because then all of a sudden, you know, you start raising these concerns, and this is when we really start seeing significant changes in the card market after three weeks, right? You know, it's still like you can see here where it dipped, and it's like this guy was like, no, 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 I, I still believe in Joe Burr. I'll pay 250 for his prison PSA 10. Now it's, it's dipped again throughout this week, now down to 211. If he loses against the Jets this weekend, they get the Dolphins in week four. Heading into the, the Dolphins matchup in week four, depending on what the Dolphins do this weekend, of course. But even if the Dolphins lose to the Bills, a lot of people are going to kind of not expect that. But the, the Bills are still a favored, the favored team in this game, right? So super excited to watch that Bills-Dolphins game. Uh, this weekend, that is going to be a really, really fun game to watch. The current over/under on that is 52.5, and uh, the likeliest game flow. It has the highest total on the slate for a reason. We can expect each team to come out firing through the air. I think you have Gabriel Davis back as well, so this should lead to increased opportunity for splash plays and increased clock stoppages through incompletions. That leads to more plays. Uh, that said, the Bills are not the same defense as the Ravens in their current state. And the Buffalo defense operates under vastly different principles than what we saw last week with Baltimore, as in a viable and greater percentage chance to transpire than the field is likely to give credit for. 
outcome is for the Bills to control the game with their defense against a completely outmatched offensive line. They're likely to go going to be fireworks here, and there are going to be a lot of offensive plays in the game overall. But I want to also advise that there are more paths to failure than the field, just everybody out there, and other analysts is likely to give credit for throughout the week. The prevailing feeling is very likely to be, hey, the Dolphins just passed for six touchdowns and Hill and Waddle just combined for 360 yards and four scores. How can they possibly fail against the Bills? Take that thought and see if you ha- and see if you see any reasons that they might fail. <laughs> the only thing that we can say with a high degree of certainty is that this game environment is going to start off hot with the football being flung around the field with little regard. After that, the game tree opens up rather wide with everything from a bill, uh, from a Bills waxing to a back-and-forth shootout-style game environment to both offenses struggling, as could be the case if Gabe Davis misses this game once more, but it looks like he's already been back at practice, so he will play. Um, so just keep that in mind. I think this is a game and it's important to hedge your bets and have pieces on of both sides of this uh, these teams because one of these guys is coming out 3-0. and One of these guys is coming out as a potential front runner for MVP type thing up there with Patrick Mahomes. Don't forget about that guy. <laughs> one last note, the Bills have allowed a combined 17 points to the defending Super Bowl champions and the defending one seed out of the AFC. So I, I'm, I'm saying the likely scenario here is that the Dolphins lose. Uh, they generate some turnovers, uh, put some pressure on Tua for some turnovers, and and you you see a dip in Tua's prices. So Tua, I think we, I said five guys to sell now. Tua is my number four. Sell him now. You can see how high his hype has gotten here with the pink line. I'd much rather have my money on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles at the commanders because of of that scenario against the commanders the eagles are just so good holistically as well the dolphins are too but they're not playing the bills this weekend they're playing the commanders the who do have the potential this game is another game it's over under a 47 it absolutely has the potential to shoot out because carson wentz is gunslinging it and uh he's got great weapons man he's got great separators and terry mclaurin Jahan dotson and curtis samuel you know and then you've got uh antonio gibson so, but I mean, you just saw what the Eagles were able to do against the Vikings. The Eagles also were able to do against the Lions and what they did against the Vikings actually like kind of made a statement about how good the Lions offense at really is this year. So uh, keep that in mind, man. Tua is, is definitely a sell for me heading into this week. Uh, Burrow is now officially a, a buy low, man. When you look at that uh, comparison chart, man, look at the decrease in percentages here across the board negative uh, 7.4 negative 10 negative 22 on the mosaic it's just everything down 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 so i mean if they if they lose at the jets the uh, the over under in that game is a 45 the likeliest game flow of this game is that the Bengals are able to create a lead through the use of their elite playmakers let's go jamar chase let's go t higgins uh, I have to check on the injury status of Joe Mixon, but uh, um, even then, uh, the Jets are definitely able to move the ball with volume. It looks like Joe Flacco should be starting again, but maybe they can't keep up with the pace on the scoreboard due to efficiency issues. So this could very well be a game with a lot of yardage game, but drives ending in turnovers and field goals for the for the Jets. Both teams have a high volume of pass attempts through two weeks that is largely due to the fact that both of them have been trailing for the entire game. So it's uncertain how either of these teams will operate with a lead, although it seems likely that the Bengals, who are most likely to build a lead, would play conservative to, conservatively once at once ahead as Zach Taylor doesn't seem to really turn things up unless he is forced to to by the opponent or is trying to run up a score on a divisional foe. <laughs> yeah, the see the the think about the Steelers and Ravens games from 2021. So, uh yeah, that's the likeliest game flow here. Goff is not too late to buy uh here Alex. Dude, Goff is definitely getting some respect, but I mean in terms of 
buying him. Like, look at the percentage change. Where is there really a percentage change in Jared Goff? And that, and this goes back to the whole age thing and the driving that the, that FOMO or fear of missing out. We're not feeling like we're about to miss out on the next Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen or even uh, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. We're not. We don't get that feeling with Jared Goff. We just like the Lions in general this year. I think they're a lot better than a lot of people give them credit for. And uh, I think Jared Goff could actually lead the Lions to a potential playoff appearance this year if they continue to ascend like this. And so, yeah, I mean, look at the sold transactions on Jared Goff. Uh, cards are still very cheap here, dude. Um, like, I mean, base select cards. And the thing is, you have some decent scarcity around these cards from, from 2016. PSA 9, what is that? A base Donruss for 10 bucks. So if you're if you're looking at Goff, like, Try and get a PSA 10 Prism for like 50 bucks, man. I mean, it's just so much upside there when that's like for Dak Prescott's not even playing. That's still a $300 card, man. So getting a uh, PSA 10 Prism that comes silvered out of the out of the box in 2016 for a number one overall draft pick from 2016, who's on an ascending team this year at the Lions, who could potentially grab a wild card spot in the NFC. Man, I love it, man. I love it. I'm all about it. Look at this uh, Optic Hollow PSA 10 for 55. I think he's a guy I'll probably get some more exposure to here. Um, and uh, very, very bullish on Jared Goff. I'm still starting him on my fantasy team, like in a single quarterback league. Like he's my, I'm going to start him, man. They're playing the Vikings this week. So I look at that game. Another over under 52.5, man. So this is another game we talk about uh, divisional. Divisional matchup here, and uh, this game has the ingredients for a shootout if things hold as planned. The Lions' pace and aggressiveness, and you would think that the Lions play slow, but they don't, man. Dan Campbell is aggressive. He's fast, right? And uh, it's it's not only optimal for today's NFL, but uh, it also increases the opportunity for, for big plays from DeAndre Swift, who is who is going to be good to go. Uh, who for Amon Ross St. Brown, who's just got this massive chip on his shoulder. <laughs> it's this crazy chip on his shoulder who is just going to continue to go out there and, and just be absolutely a, a, a wide receiver. One, you got DJ Chark playing for his next salary, for his next uh, you know contract on a one-year contract, prove-it contract there. And then you get Jamison Williams, who is just an incredible athletic talent from Alabama, who can run a 4-3 speed. Oh, my God, dude. Their offense is so, so good um, here coming coming down the stretch towards the end of the season. Watch out, man. So, uh, like, likely this game flow here against the Vikings. Um, the Lions' pace and aggressiveness offensively is not only optimal in today's NFL, but it also raised the volatility of every game they play. They have explosive players who can make plays. Jared Goff is also capable of making huge errors that give short fields to his opponent and spur the pace of games as well. Likewise, the aggressiveness of the Lions' defense is likely to either force mistakes from Kirk Cousins or get them burned quickly by the elite playmakers, i.e. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Um, Irv Smith had a bad drop last week, but still Irv Smith is, is a good tight end. Both teams are playing at a top 10 pace of play. Dan Campbell's aggressive mindset shows in everything the Lions do. And Kevin O'Connell is a sharp young coach who understands the importance of pace and aggressiveness in the passing game. These ingredients together have the makings of a delicious cocktail of yards and points with the potential for explosive offensive plays or game breaking defensive plays seemingly around every corner. Get your popcorn ready. So this is a game I'll be targeting. Like I may double down here after the live stream and uh, try and find some more Jared Goff cards to buy into because, guys, I've got a mail day coming out later today. You're going to see some, uh, some maybe some Kirk Cousins, maybe some Justin Jefferson. So uh, see what you can find, man, for, for Jared Goff, obviously, as the, the quarterback of that, that team and Obviously, you have a super limited supply of guys like Aiden Hutchinson and the Amon Ross St. Brown cards are just flying off the shelves right now, dude. He's, he's, you know, one of the most hyped up guys in the league next to Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs. I mean, just incredible hype. But I look at cards like this. Like, what? Oh, that's a 2019. Did I not type in 2016? No, I didn't. I was about to say that was a card numbered out of 25, a rookie card. Um, 
just looking at uh, buy it now. Just look at buy it now. I don't want to spoil anybody's auction fund here. $49.99, not, not terrible, but uh, red, white, and blue there. Not not crazy about it. PSA 9 for 30 OBO. Uh, that's actually my card. Uh, full disclaimer, that 1995 prism right there. Uh, full disclaimer. Um, $20. Let's see what else we got. So that's not terrible, but I think you can get the prism still for like 10 bucks. This pink optic for 14 it's or best offer. So come in here, make a best offer. I think the base short print cards, you want to try and get those raw for like $10 and under. And there's literally no downside to that card. Otherwise, you know, look at um, look at something like this. What about something like this for 20 bucks? I mean, free shipping. And it that's yeah, a really nice appealing design to the to the front of the there. Or an optic hollow for 90. Um, let's look at what the keep a map says about, uh, his, his graded cards. There's, uh, the optic aqua. And I just don't think we're, there's, there's a ton of transactions for golf. So let's see optic, um, Jared Goff, and now I'm going by total sales. So it's just not a lot of transactions for him, man. Just not a lot of transactions. So. Let's see, optic, optic hollow PSA 10. There you go. So September 1st was the last one, 99.99. So it went for about the, what that one's going for. So if they continue to win, like if they beat the Vikings this weekend, all of a sudden, boom, now you're looking at a situation where, yeah, maybe you can sell that card for 150 based on the scarcity and uh, the the limited availability of cards in a PSA 10 grade and kind of capture that, that sector of the market of people that uh, will spend 150 on on a whim. Obviously, like these $200 ones are overpriced. You can't you can't touch those. But you've got one that uh, we looked at 89.99 OBO. That's that's not bad because uh, you can come in here, make an offer, see what you can if you can get that for 80. Uh, it's not bad, and and uh, got looks like got a couple of them, couple of them. So uh, we'll we'll move on from that. Talk about Joe Burrow, Miles Gaskin. Now, super deep sleeper, Wayne can't touch him. I mean, especially when you got uh, Raheem Mostert. You look at the snap share. It's the Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds. We're already wondering what's going on with Chase Edmonds. So unless one of those guys get hurt. Um, Mike McDaniels loves him some Raheem Mostert. You know, he came from San Francisco. So Miles Gaskin is just a distant, distant afterthought. I appreciate that, Jamie. Good morning to you. Let's look at Trevor Lawrence. Let's look at Trevor Lawrence real quick. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just so crazy that the division of trash, Matt Ryan is, man, Frank Wright better watch out, man. Frank Wright's job is on the line at this point. Um, don't be surprised if he's the first head coach fired if the Colts continue to lose games. Uh, it's the, the, the hammer's going to come down on him, man. Uh, what football data analytics tools do you use to find gr the great stats you give? I have seen you display it, but what's the name of the website? Football data. Oh, uh, shout out to Player Profiler, man. Uh, player profiler. I was talking about uh, playerprofiler.com is a great, great resource, man. Playerprofiler.com. You know, you can come in here. They update these stats every week. So if I want to come over to Jalen Hurts, and this is free, this is free information that they give. I want to scroll down and look at Jalen Hurts efficiency. Let's look at Jalen Hurts adjusted yards per attempt, fifth best. What about his yards per attempt? And people thought Jalen Hurts can throw the ball down the field. Number one quarterback in the NFL right now through two weeks in yards per attempt. And then I come down here, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is what we're talking about. And so right now it's very eerily similar to the leap that we saw Josh Allen take between his year two and his year three. And, uh, you know, obviously Jalen Hurts doesn't have the, the exact arm strength of Josh Allen, but he's got a good arm. And uh, his it's really around the accuracy. So you look at the accuracy. Jalen Hurts is now the number three through two weeks, the third best quarterback in the NFL in deep ball completion percentage, the second best NF, uh, quarterback in the NFL in clean pocket completion percentage. And they also have arguably, according to pro football focus, they have the number one ranked offensive line in the league. <laughs> 
you add those things together and you look at his EPA of a number three, uh, you look at his uh, receiver target separation, number three. Thank you, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. And then you look at the receiver yards after catch per target, number one, baby. And I still um, – you, you guys saw me highlight A.J. Brown as my favorite wide receiver by the week. He is because he's undervalued compared to those other guys. So shout out to Player Profiler and Roto Underworld for everything that they do over there and all the information they put out. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy – to uh, shout them out. Uh, they are a critical resource. The other, um, the other, and I'm not affiliated with these guys at all. The other um, resource that I would look at guys is one week season. If you're playing any type of daily fan, or if you just want to get a better understanding of, of an analytical insights behind the coaching systems and like really understanding how these teams are going to strategize their game plan. They were right. Uh, they were on point on so many games last week. Shout out to one week season. They were right on so many games last week. Um, and uh, yeah, I was able to, I made, I 10 X my money on DraftKings, and it wasn't, it wasn't much actually more than 10 X. I 12 X. So I, I won $40 from a $3 tournament. So it was very good, man. I finished in the top like 2000 of the big $3, um, uh, you know, 500 player, 500,000 player pool DraftKings tournament. So, and then I took that same mindset and like, all right, if, if these are the guys I'm projecting to win at GPP, let me get some ax, let me get some exposure to their cards. Uh, and that's how I, that's how I parlayed it. And right now what we're seeing in the market with, uh, with how tightly correlated the card production is the, or the, the market performance with on field NFL performance it's fun, man, because you can literally play this game on a week-to-week basis right now. Oh, no. G-Dog coming here with the blasphemy. G-Dog beatbox says Burroughs. Oh, God, no. Oh, man. Well, G-Dog coming here with the hot take. I mean, hey, everybody's entitled to their opinion um, and, and some people, I mean, if that's the case and people don't sell Burrow now and he continues to fall off and de- continues to decline, then, uh, yeah, people are definitely going to be holding the bag. Eric says, I've been, uh, pretty collecting optic rated rookies. Nice looking cards. Yes, sir. They sure do, man. When I pulled the community optic is now more popular than prism. So, um, Wisconsin says raw cards are good investment too, because a lot of buyers want to get the card graded and have their fingers crossed. It will be a 10 to an increase. That's it. That's a great point here by Wisconsin is because when, especially when, when someone is comparing, when someone's comparing a nine to a raw card, right? They have the potential on the raw card to get a 10. If it looks good and your centering's pretty good. You know, if you look at the gym rates, the chances of getting the nine or a 10 are about 50%, but the chances of getting an actual 10 are probably only like 20% and the other 30, 40% is you're going to get a nine, right? So, you know, a nine's just, nines just don't pay off the return. Even if you're submitting the PSA at a $22 rate, you know, sometimes, yeah, it's nice to have the card encapsulated. If it's a, like, if it's a very hyped up player like let's take josh allen patrick mahomes tom brady aaron Rodgers, these guys that are now subject to having reprints and frauds on the marketplace then yeah get that even the base card get it graded even if it comes back an eight or a nine that's okay because now you've got it authenticated by a psa or bgs or an sgc but otherwise like on these ultra modern cards if it's not coming back at 10 it's probably not going to pay off for you right it's not going to pay off because then people don't have that allure of potentially getting a 10 on a raw card that they see in the marketplace. Uh, so yeah, as uh, Eric said, is great is graded 10 pretty much the only way to invest and kind of new. I've been getting nines. It depends, right? So like, just like I talked about Rogers, uh, Tom Brady, even um, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. If we look at the, uh, so let's look at it right here. Let's even look at skill position guys. Saquon Barkley is my number one running back. So is base Donruss. In the past year, there have been 531 sales on his PSA 10. 531 sales on his PSA 10. Pretty steady across the board in that $50, uh, $50 range. They actually spiked a little bit here recently to 75 40 um, 
But look at the PSA 9, only 73 sales. So literally a fifth of, of the sales for the PSA 9, but still sales. There's even been six sales on the PSA 8, but now that's a $10 card. Literally, it's worse than raw. Um, so let's look at let's look at another guy. The most sold graded card in the past 30 days has been Josh Allen. Should be no surprise. And on his base, Donruss, you can see the chart here for his card over the year. Let's zoom in a little bit there. All right, 1,106 sales for his base, Donruss, PSA 10 in the past year. Uh, great to see the current trend, 317 $350, man, in the past couple of days. Auction ended Friday, uh, today at 6.30 a.m. People got up super early to, <laughs> to get those bids in unless they had them in last night. And you can see, I mean, that's pretty much what he was at in the playoffs last year. And that's because he starts started the season off the way he has so far. So um, compared to last year, compared to last year when he started the season off, just bad, bad, bad losing to the Steelers in, in week one and then and then ascending. So you saw this big dip this year. We're not going to see that dip. Uh, we're not going to see that dip because he's not making the same mistakes he did early last season. Uh, we'll see. Dolphins this week. We talked about that game theory. So, anyways, 1,100 transactions on the PSA 10. PSA 9, 424. Now, all of a sudden, we're seeing a lot more PSA 9 transactions because he's Josh Allen. He's the. And so, this one right here, I'll, re I'll report because that's the wrong card update. Report that to uh, to Jarritos, get him to pull that one out. So, um, <clears throat> The, the the PSA 9 transactions are 424, almost half of what the PSA 10 transactions are. And that's that's because of the, the price point that you can get this card at and the assurity that it is authentic and it's not a reprint or a scam or a ripoff, right? Um, so you'll see this with the most hyped up guys like uh, even Justin Herbert. And so now we look at Justin Herbert from 2020. It's a little bit different story, but you can still see here 1,300 sales on his PSA 10 based Donruss, 284 on the PSA 9. Because there's a higher pop count, there's a higher variety for Justin Herbert. There's uh, just more graded cards in general. There's more variety. You can see the mosaic there popping up on the top, most sold. Then the NFL debut mosaic. So you got two mosaics here on the top, right? Let's look at Lamar, though, going back to 2018. Year-long sales, 713. PSA 9, 338. So once again, almost 50%. If we were to look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers, so this is when it becomes even more important to um, – and we got a clash of the Titans this week, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, so this is going to be exciting. So his most popular card is this Tops right here. Tops, uh, his base tops, but we want to get this in graded format because there are reprints and there are fakes out there. Uh, this card currently in PSA 10, about 500 bucks, a trend 488, 339 sales over the past year, 289 sales in a PSA 9, 138 in PSA 8 because people understand how much more rare this card is, how much harder it is to get this card in a PSA 10 format. And ultimately, what you're looking here for on these elite Hall of Fame guys with their cards being 20, 25, 30 years old, you're really looking for it to be authentic and in, in decent shape. And you're okay with taking an, one sale on an SGC 8, eight sales on an SGC 8.5, which you would really never see on ultra modern stuff, 34 sales on the SGC 9. And so here's a great example from the SGC 9 at 120. Uh, trend buy it now, uh, Monday, September 12th for 125. Buy it now, Friday, uh, Friday, last Friday, so last Friday, last last Monday. So, PSA 9 for 150. Buy it now. This was like at midnight, uh, someone at, at, at 12 30 a.m. up late, maybe on the west coast, but uh, 12 30 a.m. Buy it now for 130 on the PSA 9. So, you can see now. Almost 70% of the of the PSA 10 sales were PSA 9 sales. And you're going to see this even more in Tom Brady, right? So even if we look at his most popular one over the past 30 days, this Skybox Impact has had the most sales. Over the past year, 91 sales on the PSA 10, 152 sales on the PSA 9. 
they're even more on the nine because now it's like it's Brady. We just want to make sure that card's authenticated and it's legit. And I'm okay with the nine because it's the goat kind of thing. And that's and that's the whole mindset behind it. The more ultra modern you get, the more variety there is for a player, uh, especially when it when it comes to skill position players. And ultimately, what it comes down to, guys, if you if you kind of if you kind of read between the the lines and the numbers, so to speak, is a, a certain price point of what people feel comfortable buying in at based on that player's at Hall of Fame marker score, their team scenario, their their whole career trajectory. <laughs> Thank you, Robert, for the good luck. I hope you have a happy Trolley Friday. Um, Eric, I, yeah, man, I appreciate that, Eric. All right, guys. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to go through the game theory for, um, for the, um, the, the Bucks Packers game. Cause this is one game that you could see one of these guys coming out. Aaron Rodgers now stepping out to that, uh, two and O or not two and O two and one start, like bouncing back after his rough start. And that's kind of like been the Aaron Rodgers way. So if he beats, finds a way to beat the Bucs, then, you know, that's going to be the narrative. Whereas if the Bucs find a way to win without Mike Evans, who uh, suspension was upheld for a week, then the over-under on this game is only 42. Uh, so the likeliest game flow is potential of a slugfest here. Both teams possessing all-time great QB, like we just talked about. And the skill position groups are... Unlikely to break things open against a couple of tough defenses here. You got to think about the defensive prowess of both of our teams. Uh, both these teams is, is good. The Bucks are the team much more likely to be aggressive and push this game if that were to happen. The most likely scenario is another game of first to 20 wins and a lot of bleeding clocks, short gains, punts, and field goals. N nothing is gospel in the NFL. It is certainly possible that the Packers have some back-end communication issues in their secondary like they did against the Vikings or the Bucks defense struggles to contain the two-headed backfield of the Packers, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. But both of these scenarios take a lot of imaginations to get to one way or another. It seems likely that we have a game between two great QBs that comes down to the last couple of possessions, which is a great for entertainment value, but it will not be an offensive display of fireworks like many would expect, given the high-profile nature of these teams and quarterbacks. So, yeah, one of these guys is going to come out with a, a really impressive storyline. So, Trevor Lawrence, man. We want to look at Trevor Lawrence. Well, we talked about his, his advanced statistics. So he really had a took a took a leap in week two, but I'm not convinced that his cards have really come down to the price. Like, you know, we talked about the game theory against the Chargers. Like, I can't buy into him right now, Clayton, because of the potential like the likelihood of them losing to the chargers and yeah it's been a better start than what he had last year and yeah he has progressed but at the same time i think his card prices are going to get lower as we progress into the season and uh, we get deeper into their schedule um and yeah you made a good point about them uh potentially like <laughs> if the colts are really falling off and the titans are really falling off and they're really struggling and the Texans are really struggling, like we all thought they would, then the AFC South is up for grabs. So this makes for a very interesting storyline. However, I would say give it uh, give it a few more weeks, but at the same time, stalk the auctions, man. Like, uh, well, like we're looking at right here on the charts, you know, Trevor Lawrence cards are down, his base dollars down 15%, 17% on the mosaic, uh, gold press proof premium, 26%, down 30% on the orange laser, man. So I'm seeing what I'm seeing is a lot of down transactions because it wasn't the laser red hot start that, uh, you know, that a lot of people were hoping for from Trevor Lawrence. And that's what his prices had baked into it, you know, because he was a former number one overall draft pick and because he had so much uh, hype coming into this new season with all these new skill position players and new coaching. And 
yeah, they didn't win week one, but they did win week two in a very impressive showing against the Colts. So let's see what they do against the Chargers. This could be a big week for them. I'm not opposed to, you know, spending $50 on an optic hollow because there's not a tremendous amount of downside. He's going to have a long leash. So you can see here, you can kind of stalk these cards in auction and get them for 50 bucks. It's not terrible, but, uh, or even this variation with the portrait there for like a new listing. If someone's putting up a new listing, they take your offer at 25, 30. That's, that was a very good deal. Someone got there, uh, 27, 70. That's not bad at all. Or you can get those optic hollows for 40. Um, but I wouldn't sink some significant money, like a, a few hundred or more because those cards could potentially here dip a little bit even more kind of heading into the meat of the season here. But you make a great point that the AFC South is totally up for grabs right now. And uh, this could potentially spell, I don't know, man, the, the, I mean, obviously AFC, they're not going to make it far in the playoffs. I mean, it would just be an absolute mind-blowing Cinderella story if, if anything like that happened. But to potentially grab a wild card spot or potentially win the AFC South, crazier things have happened. And I get it sounds crazy even coming out of my mouth. But, you know, right now, looking at the, the AFC South, it actually is possible. So um, it'll be very interesting. We'll have a lot more clues after this week. And uh, yeah, no, I'm. It's all football cards all day here, guys. And uh, yep, the the data speaks for itself on eBay sold transactions. So um, I appreciate you guys tuning in today. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll be back again, man. I got a mail day coming out later today, and Steve and I are going to be live Sunday night to give our immediate live reactions and do some market analysis. So I hope to see you guys there. Appreciate all you guys. Make sure you're subscribed if you want all football cards all day, baby. Let's go. Peace.